hey there, Lisa again. Thanks for tuning in. We are, this is the second part of transition. The first part, which hopefully you've listened to by now, if not, um, each one kind of does stand alone. But the first one gave you just some high level concepts to think about when it comes to your child's transition plan. Things like it should be based on their strengths and their interests and their vision and what they want to do, their passions, and most importantly, person-centered planning. Okay, it should be based on what they want, not what we want for them, but what they want. Our kids spend so much of their lives being told what to do. Um, that we let self-advocacy and self-determination kind of fall by the wayside. Um, but transition. Again, IDEA defines it as 16. Some states have backed it up to 14. And let me clarify that to include that a transition plan should be on your child's IEP with the first IEP that they will turn transition age. So I'll use my own son as an example. His IEP, his renewal date is generally the last week of January or the first week of February. So I'll use February 1st. So we renewed his most recent IEP. The renewal date was February 1st. By the time, he's 12. By the time next February 1st comes around, which will be 2020, he will be 13. He will only be 13. He'll be about 13 and a half at the age of that IEP renewal. However, the duration of that next IEP, during that, during that IEP, he will turn 14. So that IEP must include a transition plan. So your child may only be 13 or 15 when their first transition plan is developed but if they're going to turn transition age during that IEP, you include it. Does that make sense? Because otherwise, if we wait until like the following year, which would be 2021, he will already be 14 and a half when that IEP is developed. And they, it's, it's IDEA does give you the benefit of the doubt as far as those extra months of services, transition services. Um, transition services per IDEA, they clearly state they want it to be a results-oriented process. Okay, I am reading this right now directly from IDEA. It is designed to be a results-oriented process that is focused on improving the academic and 
functional achievement of the child with a disability to facilitate the child's movement from school to post-school activities, including post-secondary education, vocational education, integrated employment, supported employment, continuing in adult ed, adult services, independent living, and or community participation. If I don't I don't know if I already have that linked in my blog post about IEP transition. If I don't, I am screenshotting that and putting it in there. Um because that right there says it all. So please, please, please don't let them tell you it's only for academics or it's only for kids going to college. Okay, or we can only focus on needs for college or we have to only do this 504 nonsense for college, okay? IDEA is very, very clear on this, okay? It is to be based on the child's strengths, needs, preferences, and interests. Okay? So, like anything else, You, as a parent, need to just be fully engaged in this transition process. Because if you don't, if you don't demand better, you're going to get the nonsense of will research three colleges and the um, entrance requirements for each one. Okay, that's what you're going to get if you don't demand more and demand better. So like anything else... um, do a thorough parent concerns letter. You should sit down as the fam- as a family, or at least, you know, as parents and child. You don't necessarily need to include the siblings. But as parents and child, you should absolutely sit down and do the vision statement. Include your child to the maximum extent possible. And decide what that's going to look like. Decide what the first day of adulthood is going to look like. And, you know, I get it. IDEA, for the most part, or most states, it's actually a state-by-state thing. Most states, you know, let the child stay in school until 21. A few do, what, 25 or 26. The ultimate goal may not happen until your child is 25 or 30 because our kids are delayed and it takes them longer to learn things and develop skills, and that's okay. Um, But you still need to decide what that first day of adulthood, not in public education, is going to look like for them. You can request vocational assessments. You can request vocational training. You can request um, job coaching. You can request assistance and coaching on volunteer excursions. But you're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to really demand this because um, otherwise you're going to get their standard vocational assessment and 
again, I have to preface this with I love public schools and most IEP teams are great and they are, but they're going to do the minimum that's required unless you demand what is really appropriate for your child. And that might be training on community-based living. That might be training on grocery shopping and budgeting and things like that, bill paying, bank accounts. Okay, all this stuff is included, but it's gonna start with a parent concerns letter and just asking that it be a part of your IEP. Like anything else, you have to follow up. Ask for the PWN. Many of you are going to find that what you want for your child doesn't exist. And you might have to create it. And the best thing that you can do right now is build up social capital for your child. Make them visible in the community. Have them volunteering. Volunteer with them. We have to take, we have, we have a lot of stigmas to break down as far as our kids being able to add value. And that all starts with social capital. Um, like I said, I will link in the blog post on transition if I haven't already, um, this section of IDEA and I will screenshot it and include it. Um, because what IDEA and actually even what blank IEP forms say about transition and what generally happens as part of, as part of transition, I find there's a huge disconnect and you want it to be thorough because this is it for many of us. You're going to be, we're going to be on these. If we need adult services, we're going to be on wait lists we're going to be paying out of pocket. The services and the funding just aren't going to be there. So we need to make sure that we get what we need now or get as much as we can to move them towards in, as, being as independent as possible. Self-determination and independence. Everybody deserves an opportunity at that. Everyone. Okay. All right. So that one's short, but I'm going to stop. Again, go to the blog, do the vision statement workbook. And it's not something that you're going to sit down and do in half an hour. This is life planning. This is, um, you know, this is it. You don't, you don't determine your life's plan in half an hour. This is going to take time. Interests are going to change. Desires are going to change. Skill sets are going to change. But I just find that it's, it's a section of the IEP that really gets overlooked. Um, I don't find that a lot of school teams have their eye on graduation day or age 21, that it's mostly parents and advocates. Schools just kind of think year to year. Like, this is September, blah, 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 standardized testing, last day of school. And, and they just kind of go year by year, and it's up to us as the families and as advocates to have the big picture and what's going to happen 
after graduation. I had another thought there and it just left me as I said that. Okay, there's a lot out there, but like I said, you might have to create it. You might have to invent it yourself. Okay, I am definitely going to stop there. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.